0: what's happening everybody i want to welcome you back to another episode of the stage is yours now normally i would have some kind of like you know funny intro that i would do here but this is like kind of a special episode uh and what you're going to get here is probably i mean i'm this is an opinion base but like the two best beards in podcasting are about to come together and talk for a little while and uh this is going to be great so without any further ado i present to you all the horror geek himself mike bracken welcome to the stage man
1: hey thank you for having me and (laughs) yes this is uh this is a monumentally bearded podcast episode it's really a shame it's not video
0: (laughs) i know i know i was i was thinking that before i was like man i wish i wish i had some kind of video because like you, you know these these beards have never been like you know seen at the same time right and uh I figured, like, I better bring up something about beards because otherwise, my wife would be really pissed if I didn't mention something about it because she's always like, oh, you know, Mike said something about your beard or, you know, like, uh-huh. oh, I meant <laughs> on your beard. So, you know, if I didn't mention that, I think she'd be like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, we'll get into beard care later on, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I get, get asked about
1: that style. surprisingly a lot.
0: <laughs> Do you really? Yes. <laughs> so Um, it's funny
1: because like i so uh not to derail us here right in the beginning but i'm gonna derail us all all day yeah uh uh, but so like uh when i grew the beard right um the it's sort of like when i had abs uh you think like this is going to be this life-changing thing that's going to be really awesome (laughs) and that chicks are going to dig it's also like owning a corvette nobody cares except other dudes so seriously it's true
0: (laughs) i had for the longest time i had um like the beard was i did like the normal progression right like i had like the goatee Mm -hmm. and then i did like the soul patch for a little while uh Uh, and then i did the wolverine mutton chops oh wow like right up into my lip and everything like Uh like he has it and uh, and then i was like this is a lot of work like shaving like that is a lot of fucking work right i think i'm just gonna stop shaving and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's how we and, all end uh, up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you know, like five or six years down the line, here I am now. Uh, yeah, it's like mine is like. It, it's at the length where it's kind of a pain in the ass. Oh yeah. But I but I love it anyway. Uh do, do you find that like you eat more mustache hair than regular food?
1: Oh my god. So, yes. Um it's funny because, you know, I know that the pandemic is still a content a contentious topic still. Right. right. <laughs> but uh, you know, I have been one of those people who just like, hey, if the scientists say put on a mask, I'm just going to put on the fucking mask, right? Yeah. I I don't know if it works or not. I don't I don't care. I'm not like looking to have debates with people about the yeah. Uh, efficacy of masking or not uh, but but i found like i put it on and and it's a nightmare if you have this beard um yeah. because everywhere i go if i talk at all the beard ends up in my mouth and yeah, i'm just yeah, chewing yeah, yeah, the beard the for hours
0: slides down the beard and like or when you take the mask off like you're like why am i wet why yeah is yeah or, like
1: it's still sticking up like mine grows very long but there's a little bit in the front that kind of has like that you know I hate to be gross, but it's like that pubic hair, like it only grows to a Dude, certain same length. here, man. Yeah. Same here. And so yeah. so like it gets caught right in the mask when you talk and uh yeah. and it just ends up in my mouth. So
0: yeah, it's fucking gross.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that has been the worst part of it. Uh the, the other problem with it is is you know I'm a I'm a power lifter and a strongman yeah. competitor. And uh when you do the log press you kind of bring that up to your hips and then you get down and you roll it up your chest and it mm-hmm. rolls up my beard and it's, oh, you know, 250 shit. pounds tugging on my beard, which, yeah, which is great. Cause it pisses me off. And then I usually get the lift cause I'm angry, right, but uh, you want
0: to get that shit done as quick as possible. Cause it, it hurts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it hurts like hell, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the only men ask me about the beard. every once Damn. in a while, a lady will comment on the beard. Uh, my wife does not, is not actually a big fan of the beard. So, but I have had the, uh, the same sort of beard path you have had, you know, you start with the goatee and then you do yeah. like the I did like the stubble beard for a long yep. time. Yep. And and then, you know, like uh, I was more adventurous with hair, like my hair, like now okay. my head is shaved. But like when I was on Beat the Geeks and shit, like I had dreadlocks, I had long braids for a long time. Damn. Uh, I still threatened to grow like the uh, the Shaolin monk, like the patch in the back that you braid oh, and the rest is shaved. That, yeah. And my wife just dies every time I talk (laughs) about doing this stuff. She's like, please, no, I I already live with the beard. Uh, So so I found that I have to like throw out something like really outrageous that I totally don't intend to do. And then I throw out the thing I actually intend to do, which seems less extreme. And then I kind of get to do what I want.
0: You get like, yeah, you get the middle ground. You're like, all right, I've compromised yeah. and I got right where I want. Yeah. You know, that's,
1: I, you know, I learned that whole strategy from Wes Craven because he was like, you know, when I send shit to the MPAA, they're going to give me an X. So I put in stuff that I know they're going to object to so that they'll object to that that I had no intention right. of leaving in anyway. And then I sneak <laughs> in the things I want. So yeah, exactly. that's exactly <laughs> my whole that's my whole life philosophy at this point. <laughs>
0: So I like I started losing my hair when I was like 15. Oh no! So, uh, yeah, yeah, man, it was fucking terrible. Let me tell you, nothing, nothing works for the dating scene more than looking like you're 25 when you're like. Yeah. Just don't, like <laughs> at 15, you're like, man, I wish I looked like I was 25 because then I could go do like, no, you can't. Right. Because right. everybody well, knows like anybody important that you're going to need an ID. They're like, you're not 25. Get over here. Right. Like, the, the regular like but like, you know, people your own age, they're like, Ew, what's wrong with that guy? Why does he look so fucking old? Yeah. You know. <laughs>
1: my so, my dad my dad started losing his at 18 and uh damn. fortunately my mom's side the men kept their hair so i lucked out like i'm I'm 51 out, yeah. i still have all my hair for the most part so
0: i just my shave it because i'm like this, lazy yeah my son has like this thick head of hair and he's all like ah, ah, ah. i'm like yeah, yeah keep it up i thought i was really fucking slick until like you know 15 or so and then it started <laughs> to go back so you know don't count your fucking chickens yet man. Yeah my, my but, dad
1: has been rocking the Gallagher for for like my entire life basically. Oh damn okay, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I shaved my head and got free wrestling tickets uh-huh. when I was in my 20s they like the WWE was doing some uh, like come shave your head and we'll give you free tickets to Stone Cold section 316 oh, wow. so I got there with a friend of mine at like two o'clock in the morning to the mall it was we figured like well there's free wrestling tickets and there's going to be a ton of people and there was nobody like there was no nobody
1: was cutting their hair there. for
0: free nope. wrestling tickets. no it was an empty parking lot at two in the morning there was one other car and we didn't see another person enter the parking lot until like seven o'clock in the morning i never <laughs> felt stupider <laughs> so i'm like you know they, they let us in and uh, i'm completely sleep deprived at this point like Like I'm like half like, you know, I'm trying not to fall asleep in public, like leaned against a wall in the mall or something (laughs) like that. And they get us in there and they're just like, okay here you go. And like, God bless the guy who fucking shaved my head for me, because at first he was like, man, you have the most perfect shaped head for shaving your head. You don't have any bumps or blemishes or anything like that. I'm like, well, that's fucking great. And then he got to like the top of my head to shave where i've lost all my hair mm-hmm. and he just did this quick pass like he was trying to make me not feel so bad right <laughs> i was like wow man thanks like you, you totally phoned it in on the end there but i i appreciate the uh i appreciate the offer <laughs> 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 all right so uh that was good man i don't usually get like a tangent in the first 10 minutes so oh, this is like, i'm this the is king perfect. of tangents <laughs> no this is great this is absolutely great um i do want to say before we dive in that uh, your your recent video for Sledgehammer, uh, which came out on Wednesday, you should go check that out. Everybody look up the horror geek on YouTube and uh, check out his show, Sick Flicks or B-Movie Babylon or Deep Cuts or well, anything else he's got there. But uh, the Sledgehammer video, man, I have never seen one of your videos have more wrestling references <laughs> in my life. It was it was fantastic. I was just like, wow, there's another one and another one. We, and then you, and you throw it in the Hall of you notes, know, like references, it, like this is like the best video he's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I throw the wrestling references in and it's so funny because I, you know, we make, I make the show some, someone said this to me once, like you would have more audience if you made like a more broadly based Appealing show type thing. It's like, well, I don't fucking care. Like, I just make the show I want to (laughs) watch, and and this is what I would want to watch. I would love this show if I was just somebody else was doing it, and uh, and the wrestling things just sort of kind of happened because I was like a huge wrestling mark as a kid, um, and and. And then I stopped watching wrestling kind of for a long time. And then I came back to it for a little bit during the Attitude Era, like the, yeah. you know, the Monday Night War shit. Yeah. And, uh, and then I bounced out again. And I've never really gone back because I, I kind of ascribe to that Jim Cornette philosophy that um, modern wrestling is too focused on small guys and looks like dancing. Um, right. And, and I mean, that's not that's not to disparage it if you like it. I just like that. You know, that crazy carny era of the yeah. 80s and early 90s where, you know, like there was still a lot of kayfabe and shit like mm-hmm. that. And and uh, and so like now, like knowing how the biz- like so many guys are so interested in how the business works and and they know so much about how the business works and all that, right. that it's it's just not as interesting to me, but but like I have all those references and I'm like nobody's going to get any of this shit and then surprise like I have yeah. a bunch of old wrestling fans who watch the channel so and then everybody's like oh you need to do like WrestleManiac or you know zombies versus wrestlers or whatever and I'm like I'm afraid I'm a, I don't know if I could get enough references in there so this was like a little test run for that to see if I this had enough fair. I mean
0: if this was the test run I would call it a success this yeah. was uh this was a solid 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 entry
1: Yeah I but, you know uh, yeah if the, sometimes uh, i do these like the movies that i like to do are kind of like that where they're crappy and unknown uh, and i have enough fondness for them and again it's sort of suicide for me because they never they never do particularly well in terms of views like you're never going to have a sledgehammer put up a million views like yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: if you get twenty you you're probably you're probably doing all right
0: right yeah (laughs) edge of the axe isn't going to quite bring in the numbers you want it. To.
1: Right. But then but then we found out this summer like, you know, my editor Jay was like, "Hey, let's why don't you try doing some of these, you know, these films that other channels do that kind of pop off for them like, you know, Wrong Turn or Species." Like everybody who does those puts up a couple hundred thousand views and I'm right. sure you would. And uh and I'm like, "Sure, sure, let's do them. Fuck, whatever." And uh and so I did them and like they all bombed. <laughs> like, really? Oh my god. Species Species is one of those movies that puts up like anybody does it. It puts up like a hundred thousand views if you have any kind of audience. And right. you know, I what have I got? Eighty four thousand subscribers. That thing put up seventeen thousand views. So what it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, like uh, my my audience is uh. I appreciate the fact that they're sort of like me, that they just don't give a shit about these sort of more mainstream movies. I mean, right. you've seen them, you kind of like them or don't like them, whatever, but they don't really want to watch a video about them. They kind of want weird, me to yeah. talk about just like really weird shit. Weird like, shit, yeah. You know, like, oh, there's an Indonesian <laughs> Friday the 13th ripoff? Great, I'm all in. Let's go, yeah. That one, that was it. So we laughed because... uh you know we did species and and wrong turn, and then we'd had like nothing underneath sitting in the queue for like a month, and I just mm-hmm. hadn't released it. Cause I'm like, this is a movie nobody gives a shit about. It. So it's just like some weird Italian Jello mystery thriller thing. And uh it's got Donald Pleasance in it, so it's kind of interesting, but but uh I'm like, we're not gonna put it out till we put out this other stuff, and then the other stuff started tanking, and Jay and I were my editor were talking, and I said, Jay, watch fucking nothing underneath is going to put up more views than species and wrong turn and sure as shit it did nah, it's so
0: crazy <laughs> but you can't there's no there's no like there's no middle ground
1: no like, no I, and <laughs> and i you know so the, like i say i tell people all the time like i worked in marketing uh for a long time i was a writer and then in my 40s i was like oh shit i probably better get health insurance because writing on the internet doesn't <laughs> pay very well anymore No, and uh and so I'm like, oh, I better go into, mar-, you know, and all writers, when they decide to get a real job, wind up in marketing, because your writing ability is sort of useful there. And uh, and so I worked in marketing and had a, you know, nicely successful content marketing, content strategy career for a bunch of different places. And uh, and I thought when I started YouTube, I'm like, oh, well, this will be fucking easy, because I've built blogs that have done well for everywhere, you know. Right. And, but YouTube is a little bit different than than regular marketing. And so... Uh, and and as the channel gets bigger, I have no clue what anybody wants to see from me, so I just try to make what I want and yeah, let you it just throw it, it at the
0: wall to see what sticks. Yeah, yeah,
1: like and, and you know, like the 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 sort of holy grail for me, I guess, is like you know, there are definitely channels out there like uh, you know, Spooky Rice or Dead Meat or Big Will where they find one thing that works like the same title and the same type of show. And it just takes off for them. And that's like the dream is to find that one thing that works that you can just replicate for like six years and make a bunch of money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have never found that. (laughs) So (laughs) every time we find one, like I really thought we had it with the, like the Linnea Quigley takes a shower videos or Tracy Lord, like those really did well. And then they didn't. So, you know, or, or even like those guys, you know, and other examples like that, there's a whole fucking sub industry of YouTubers who make a living just ripping on Seagal movies, right? The Steven Seagal, uh, space ice and Jason Brandt and all these guys who I really like. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, I'd always had this plan to do against the dark, which is a shitty vampire movie that he just basically schlubs his way through and, it's like the shitty vampire yeah he just it's like it's like somebody just said hey do you want to be blade except fatter and lazier and that's that's how they sold it to him uh and you know we did that one and it and you know those guys put up those videos and they do you know a couple hundred thousand views we did 20
0: (laughs) which is is absolutely offensive to me because that video like the amount of, of like I've watched that movie. So the amount of shit that you had to sit through. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm assuming that you have to watch the movie more than once.
1: Yeah. So generally speaking, um, I'm really lazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so we, uh, you know, sometimes a lot of times, well, plus also, Pretty much everything I've cover, I cover I've already seen at some point. I'm right. intimately familiar with it, which yeah. was also true with Against the Dark, although I drank a lot after the first viewing to kind of try to forget. Yeah. And uh and so you know, when I come back to it, I kind of remember what's in there and I try to, but I could do it like three viewings and, and basically probably make it faster, but I just try to do it in one.
0: <laughs> so why would you want to watch that?
1: right right i I literally watched against the dark at like 2x speed too because i'm like and i'm like jesus when i put it down i accidentally hit it down to normal speed during one of the fight scenes and i'm like jesus christ he's actually slower than i thought
0: like like did you think did you think that you would like slowed the speed down by accident yes exactly because i'm watching him
1: at 2x speed that looks close to like what you'd expect a competent (laughs) fighter to move at at normal speed right and then i hit it down to zero accidentally and i'm like oh i must have hit this down to like 0.25 because he's like basically moving in slow motion yeah uh, no that's normal speed that's just
0: normal speed Seagal so <laughs> when you t- when you told me you were doing that I said I was like you know I said to my wife like yo why? Uh, Bracken's doing the he's doing that Seagal vampire movie and she's she's only ever seen like the like the space ice video or like one uh-huh. of those other videos from me watching them and i was like we need to watch this movie to watch his video <laughs> and she was like are you sure about that yeah. and i was like i was like if he sat through this whole thing the least i can do is like also watch yeah. this so he like he didn't suffer alone oh
1: my god holy so shit
0: i like, i had forgotten just how bad it was like he like you said he's only in that movie for like 15 20 minutes yeah. at the most
1: and, and, and my favorite thing double
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Most of it is just somebody else walking for him. Uh huh. But my favorite thing is when he rolls in on a scene, you can see him holding his trench coat close. Yeah. So that no one notices his tummy. Yes. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, talk about like just like, like sell the illusion, Seagal. Just sell it. Like he does like a, he goes to kick somebody and like he got his leg higher than I figured he could even almost get his leg. Right. Like, yeah. Like, it, 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 it's impressive just it, how little effort he puts into his shit
1: yeah he he that's it i i we literally around here we call him low effort seagal because yeah. he just he just basically shows up and does the minimal amount possible to get through the performance and then he's done and uh you know you can almost just see him like in in some of the scenes even you can just see like he's done and the scene goes on for like another beat but he was done yeah, he just before keeps they going. He,
0: Like he's walking off screen yeah yeah,
1: yeah so and the funny thing about that shitty movie is, like, I remembered how terrible it was. I lit—I literally saw it, like, back in 2009 when it first hit DVD because I was like, oh, right. this is going to be a real train wreck and I need to, <laughs> I need to experience this.
0: And, if you'd uh, only known. <laughs> right,
1: right. And so over the years, like I said, it was really bad. I wrote about it years ago and then I literally tried to forget it.
0: And it
1: must have worked on some level because I confuse it with the uh, Lucy Lou vampire movie a lot, Rise or whatever it was was around that same time. And my brain, they're like the same movie. I don't know why. And so when I came back to it, I expected it to be shitty, but I was remembering parts of Rise in there, which is also not a great film, but is definitely like several tiers higher than Against the Dark. (laughs) And and so, yeah, so it was even more painful the second time around because I'd forgotten just how shitty
0: it was so right so let's talk about the uh the origins of sick flicks like did did did, so you mentioned that you were on beat the geeks which uh is honestly how i found you because you popped up randomly like a like a recommended thing on youtube and i was like the horror geek you mean like like beat the geeks like (laughs) and it had been so long that i i I obviously like i couldn't really remember what you had looked like on Uh the show well i I had
1: dreadlocks back then yeah exactly
0: like when you just mentioned that i was like oh my god he's right yeah Yeah. he did um so i just kind of dove in i don't even honestly remember what my first video was of yours that i watched but i dove in and like i'm i'm guessing you must have had a little blip there where somebody watched like 20 fucking videos in a day and that was me like, that was probably <laughs> me um yes how how much of your time or, or if any of your time on beat the geeks did did it influence anything you do on sick flicks or how you lay the show out or anything like that um or was it more of like an ex- just an experience kind of thing
1: yeah yeah so the the beat the Geeks story is is kind of funny if you've Never heard it. Uh, sometimes I talk about it on a live stream. So if you've heard it already, I apologize. But um, I was writing, I was a film critic, um, and I wrote for like IGN and Movie Phone and Fandango and movies.com, Cinema mm. Blend, uh, Cinematical. I, I've written for like every major movie website at some point mm. in my career. And uh, but back then I was kind of, this was like, I don't know, it have been about 2001. Uh, I was writing for this little site called Epinions, um, where which was like a product review site, but they were a startup and they had a bunch of venture capital money and they were paying people like for film reviews, book reviews, video game reviews, you were getting 10 cents a hit and then other stuff was getting 30 cents a hit. And, uh, and a friend said to me, Hey, they're paying like 10 cents a hit. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll post some shit over here. I'm never going to see this money. Right. (laughs) Like you go like 10 cents a hit. How easy is it to manipulate hits? I'm going to bring in a lot of hits. Uh, I'm like, I'll never see this money, but let's just try it on the off chance I do. And then lo and behold, they actually did pay. <laughs> and, did. Uh, and I made a ton of money on ePinions back in the day uh, for for several years. And then they kind of went, oh yeah, you know what? 10, 10.30 is too much. Let's do one cent, three cents. And then they went. Oh wait, that's too much. Let's do this m- magical wow. formula that just gives a share of income based on things only we know. And
0: damn, man, capitalism fucked you. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Like
1: so, so you know, like you know, early on on ePinions, I was making some pretty serious bank, and then it just continually dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. But in two thousand one, I'm like sitting at my computer one day, and I get this email that says, "Hey, I'm a producer from a sh- for a show called Beat the Geeks on Comedy Central, and we found your." Your horror film reviews online and we're looking for somebody to be a horror geek on the show and we'd like you to come down and audition and and I wrote back like haha very funny fuck you which one of my friends is this right you know, like messing with me <laughs> and she writes back no seriously we're an actual show we and she sent a picture of the office and we shoot on the lot next door to mad TV and uh and I'm like oh shit okay so I'll I'll come down I'll do that and so I get on a I get a plane ticket they book me a flight down there on like, uh, September 11th. (laughs) So, uh, naturally nobody was flying that day. So they had to reschedule. Uh, and so I make it down there like a month later and head into, you know, Hollywood and to the studio. And I take this test and they're like, you know, they've got like 10 questions for me and they want to film you. And they're like, we're going to ask you these questions we'd like you to answer them if you can. And then if you can expand, uh, expound upon these topics, uh, in any further way, feel free to do so. Right. And, uh, and so they gave me the test and I got nine out of 10. I fucking, I fucking choked a Bill Mosley chop top question, which I like, I'm still to this day. I'm like, how did you like not remember Bill Mosley's name? Right. <laughs> but, uh, but so then they're telling me, they're like, yeah, uh, you know, we've had like, 30 people in here for this, you know, like the stereotypical goth girls and and all this shit. And nobody yeah. knows this stuff. You know it. So, so they offered me the gig and and I took it and then we did uh we did the first season and I went down there and got to experience the magic of making television, which is not magical at all.
0: I was going to uh, say, yeah, no magic there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know,
1: you're like, oh, this is a 30, you know, so they would fly me in because I would do like five episodes a season. Every guest right. week would do like five episodes, generally speaking. And so they fly me in and they just shoot in a day. You're going to shoot your five episodes in a day. And, uh, and you think oh five episodes half an hour get there at seven in the morning i'll be out of there by like two
0: if it's like six days worth of work yeah
1: really bad right no (laughs) no jesus christ a half hour tv show takes like four hours to fill right (laughs) (laughs) especially a game show because you've got like all the standards and practices people in there and they got to check answers and there's disputes on things and and all this stuff, and it, it, but it was a great experience. I had a great time with it. Uh, the first season was kind of like, eh, you know, they brought me in and I didn't get challenged like all season, like right. all five episodes, nobody challenged me. And so when they came back the second season, they're like, we, we're gonna do another season. We want you to come back. And I'm like, well, I'm like that's cool. And I had fun and the pay was certainly okay.
0: Yeah, um, but you're riding the bench, right? right. I'm like, but I don't yeah. want st-
1: to. I don't want to spend all day standing at a podium, never getting challenged. They're like, don't right. worry, we have figured that out. We've found, we've screened contestants with certain interests, and we'll put them on. Like when you're you're on, so like the horror interested people who might actually challenge you, will actually be on your episodes. So, right. so the second season, I did get, I did get challenged more, um, and that led to the, uh, the the great like, if you saw the dead hate the living video, I talk a little bit at the end because uh, Paul Salamoff. Co-wrote that movie with Dave Parker, and right. he actually beat me on beat I was going to say, yeah, he beat you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is, uh you know, he not got to
0: fucking stick a thumb in that wound. No, no,
1: it is, and know. it is a wound. Fall and I laugh about all the time. I'm like, I still tell him to this day. I'm like, you got fucking lucky, dude. Like, I was winning, and he had to take a three point question, and it's a changeling question, and he literally says on the show, "Oh my god, I just watched this movie yesterday." Uh. So, <laughs> you know, like, he was not going to win, but he just like the question lined up right for him, and I Did love they it. Have to him. edit
0: out you being like you motherfucker. Yeah yeah it's it's funny because
1: i say all the time i'm like i i you know like i don't care obviously and i'm glad he won because like part of his prize package was uh you know you would get to die in a trauma film except he was an fx artist and a writer and wannabe director and he actually got to go and do special effects for this trauma movie and stuff and like that was just another step in his career and now he makes films and writes and and does all this stuff so so, I like to think, like, oh, yeah, at least like my loss helped Paul's career, so yeah, so there
0: you go.
1: yeah but I'm still fucking bitter about it, you know, well, like, you, too, man. yeah, if you, up, if you bring it up, if you bring it up, like and this was my other complaint, like the second the second season, they just they would ask these questions that were just incorrect. um I, you know, and I've talked about this before, they one of them was like, uh, you know, what was the tagline? Or the subtitle, the subtitle of Child's Play three, and I'm like, Child's Play three didn't have a subtitle. It's just Child's yeah. Play three, and they're like, No, it's Look Who's Stalking, and I'm like, No, that's the fucking tagline on the poster. Yeah. That's not a subtitle. <laughs>
0: and,
1: yeah. And you know, so I'm like, uh, I'm like, guys, you're bringing me here. I'm like, Look, not for nothing. I don't care if I win or lose because it's not costing me anything either way. Yeah,
0: you're getting paid either way. Right.
1: But I'm like, I don't want to look like an idiot. You know. Right. <laughs> like, like I have a little bit of vanity as far as like I
0: don't want. you know look stupid yeah you don't want to have them out there asking you questions that aren't actual fucking
1: questions right so so back to your original question after my eight hour tangent there Um, (laughs) uh, so the thing that really just that i took away from the show was literally the name the horror geek because i was like i was like you know there are a lot of guys out here calling themselves horror geeks but i'm like i'm the real fucking horror geek. like i've got the official title it's the horror geek i've been on tv this is you know, so from a branding perspective, uh, I never did enough with that at the time because, <laughs> you know, I didn't start the channel to like almost five years ago. That's like 15 years after the show had ended. Uh, right. Nobody remembers it. Um. So so, yeah, so it's it's like, uh, yeah, you probably should have done something with this like a decade before you actually did. But uh, yeah, so that that's about the only thing I took from the show as far as I mean, if you're you
0: going to take something from the show, that's like that's a pretty major one like, right
1: yeah you know. yeah and so you know it's funny because when we started sick flick when we started the channel we the first 12 episodes were not actually sick flicks which is a whole other story but um when we started the show you know everyone's like well you should be the horror geek and i'm like fuck man i'm like that's like 20 years ago like these right. kids like on the internet i'm a dinosaur i'm 51 yeah <laughs> like i'm 51 next week and uh, right and I'm like, these kids don't remember that shit, man. We were on for like two years on Comedy Central. They remember Ben Stein's money. They don't remember us. And yeah. And uh, even though we did very well at the time, we were just too early. Like, if that show had come out in like 2008, when geek culture was starting to become this oh, big God, mainstream yeah. thing, yeah. we'd still be on TV. Like, yep. they'd never get us off Comedy Central.
0: You'd be wearing a fucking crown. Like, you'd have like a cape and the crown. Right. Would like, be like the guy.
1: Right. So, so you know, we, we came to the show and i'm like i don't know like i'm like maybe it's more fun to do this like as a horror host show but instead of it just be a me as the horror geek like let's make a set like the original idea was we were going to make a show called like dr gore's movie morgue and we were going to put me in a fucking uh lab coat and on on a morgue set with a gurney with a body on it and a bunch of like uh you know morgue drawers behind me and shit and uh you're
0: pulling pulling some body bags
1: yeah so yeah very much a body bag yeah it's very much body bags um And that was a really good idea, but then like, you know, A, I'm lazy, and that was going to be a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Literally, my life is about figuring out how to do things with the least amount of effort possible, which is something Seagal and I have have in common, apparently. (laughs) Uh, But And, uh, you know, so if I I can find a way to do something that requires less work of me, that's generally the path I'm going to go, whether it's the better path or not. But, but, uh, you know, it's funny because I don't generally talk a lot about Beat the Geeks on sick flicks. and right. but when I when we started the podcast you know B Movie Babylon recently you know in the intro I just put you know you might remember you know because I love the Simpsons so it's always a Troy yeah. Claire riff you might remember yeah, me from you know uh, Beat the Geeks or my YouTube channel or just because I'm an asshole on social media and, <laughs> and like a lot of people are like holy shit I didn't know you were on Beat the Geeks and I'm like well where do you think the name came from yeah yeah so, like... <laughs> so yeah but uh we yeah i it's funny because uh you know beat the geeks was like a potential like one of those career path moments like uh you know the robert frost poem (laughs) the two paths in the woods uh, type thing the road not taken uh because after i did beat the geeks i got a lot of tv offers um like i had a there was a show an amc movie review show they were trying to launch where they had like you know you're sort of traditional stodgy critics and then they wanted like they came to me and they're like we want you to be on here and we want you to be like you know the horror guy and the you know crap movie guy and all this stuff right. and like you've got dreadlocks and you're big and you're opinionated and you'll put these guys in their fucking place and, <laughs> and, and uh and that and i was like yeah and then it just kind of never happened and I, and I had an audition like espn2 used to have that uh, morning show called pizza uh, yeah. for a time and they were like we'd like you to come do like movie stuff and game and gadget stuff because i was also writing about video games a lot back then and uh and i was like fuck i don't want to move to new york i live in i lived in the bay area i lived in oakland i liked right. california i like northern california and uh, yeah. i was just like no nah, i don't want to move to new york and yeah i don't play me so so i was like you know i was like and, and it was also like dude i'm a writer i don't i don't want to be an actor i don't want to be a tv star yeah. i just want to yeah. write and exactly so different things right so i so i burnt all these bridges as i am wont to do and uh and then suddenly writing money just went down the toilet on the internet right. like immediately after and i'm like oh fuck what have i done
0: <laughs> So <of a> bitch.
1: <laughs> like you go from making like six figures a year to struggling to make twenty thousand dollars basically right. so, yeah and you're like oh my god what have i done uh so yeah so we you know but it was a good experience. Uh it's interesting to have been on television. Um yeah. not that anybody remembers anymore. And and then <laughs> you know I guess it sort of prepared me for YouTube, uh, in the sense that at least I was like knew kind of what it was like to be on camera, although it had been yeah. too long I kind of forgot. Um like I said, the hardest thing about that stuff in the beginning is that is that you um wind up with uh you forget how the camera sort of mutes your presence a little bit like you think you're being animated but when you see it back you're really you're m- barely moving yeah and so uh yeah so i had to kind of relearn that a little bit so that's like okay. if you go back and watch the early sick flicks episodes or the early horror geek episodes they're like they're pretty sedate compared to to where we are now which are very over the top but you know it's just i was
0: actually there. watching some earlier stuff uh like before we got on to record i I went and like threw on some older, I watched the the old Nightmare City, uh-huh. show, which I, that movie is fucking amazing, but uh-huh. uh, like the, it's, it was funny to me. I was like, you know, I, so I think I've been watching Steady for about two years now, uh-huh. maybe three. Um, I, it just, it never dawned on me how much different your earlier videos looked compared to what you're doing now. Like, I remember when you got your new camera set. Camera? Yeah. 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 There, there was a stretch when... of very blue videos. <laughs> yes, there was. Um, and I was like, all right. So I remember he got the new camera here and, like, you know, the the the, the quality, your, your picture quality bumped up and the audio bumped up. And, yeah. and I, so I'm going back to look at the old one and I was like, wow. Like, you don't notice it, I guess, in the moment right. as it's happening. But, like, to go back and watch, I was like, yeah, like, even. I mean, obviously, on a long enough timeline, you're going to get more comfortable doing what sure. you're doing. Uh, but even like your your delivery in the yes. videos has gotten so much more comfortable and so much more. Uh, I'm trying to think what the word I'm but less. Uh, it it you you're much more uh, kind of free. Good, like you you feel. I literally just don't know what word I'm looking for. You, you come across so much more at ease in front of the camera now than yeah. in those earlier ones because like the earlier one you were like, let's check out the plot breakdown and I yes. like, oh shit I forgot that he did that did that there like, was a, there yeah. was an
1: animated intro for yeah, yeah there, you just,
0: just, It even said like plot breakdown yeah, like, wait, what the fuck is this like I had to look like how old is this like yeah. I don't remember this necessarily. <laughs> um, well, but you, yeah, even like you're uh like you, I don't want to call them like catchphrases because that sounds kind of like... Oh, no, they're, know, they're catchphrases. Like I'm, I'm thumbing I, I, my fucking the, nose out They're, ca- the they're catchphrases, it. yeah. But like like you didn't even... Ha- like uh, when you would do like the all the splatter that matters or let's go yeah. to the gore, and like let's get to the gore and find out. Like it, it, even those were much more... I don't want to say stiff, but there was like a certain amount of like you weren't quite as at ease with yes. like your character per se, I guess. It's
1: really hard um to stand in a room and i try to impress this upon people and until you do it you just never know what what i'm talking about but like to stand in a room and stare at a camera and talk to it with no one around is just weird like yeah (laughs) and and at first you're very self-conscious about it even having been on television you're just like Oh my god, this is really weird. I'm like talking to a camera. Nobody's in here. You're like, can people in the other room hear me? Do they think this yeah. is stupid?
0: Yeah. yeah. And so, like you're telling jokes, and then like, you know, like there's no reaction. Like if you tell right. a joke, you expect a laugh. But...
1: Yeah. You don't. You don't know how anything's landing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and. Yeah, and so, like I said, and you just don't realize like how, you know, they always talk about how the camera adds 10 pounds or in my case, 50. Uh, but <laughs> you just, you you what they never talk about is how it mutes your sort of presentation. Like you literally have to amp up another level to make it play on camera.
0: Yeah, and like a silent film actor.
1: Right, and so for me, I got to this point early on where I was like, and plus the other thing is, is like here's here's what kills people and this is what i would want anyone who was listening who was thinking about youtube to kind of take away from this is yes i could have waited and figured all this shit out and started and nailed it from the beginning but what would have likely happened is as i would have never made anything because you're always trying to figure out how to make it better and yeah. so you have yeah. to you just have to just fucking start and and were and and the beauty of youtube is is like for most people those first videos are going to be terrible and no one's ever going to watch them <laughs> so right yeah I, I am unlucky in the sense that my my channel grew and people do go back and watch those old videos and i i hate everything i do like look let's just be honest i like I, everything i do i look at and go oh god that sucks that could have been way better it didn't come out the way i wanted it to but right you know you just have to put it out there and live with it um but yeah if you're if I had a boss who was a terrible boss, but who told me once, like, if you don't look back at what you did three to six months ago and, and are not embarrassed by it, then you just waited too long to start. Uh, or or okay. you're not growing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. So I, even now I look back at things I did three months ago and I go, Oh, that's not as good as what we're doing now. And, And again, a lot of that is not me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of topped off on my talent level. Like there's not another, (laughs) there's not another gear of talent here. I don't think this is, this is probably as, as bad as I am. This is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. You're
0: running at full, you're running on full cylinder. Right. right
1: but, But the thing I could do was like, oh, I don't like to edit. I am not a good editor. I've never been classically trained. I've just learned, you know, like from YouTube videos and from talking to people and I'm like, "Oh, if I got an editor, he could make this better." And so, you know, the big next quantum jump for the show was like 2 years ago. I went out, and I got, you know, Jay to from uh Bloodbath and Beyond to to come work for me as an editor and and yeah. then, you know, the videos take another big jump I think in quality, you know, from that point to now. Yeah. And and again, there he's a professional editor but then he went and worked for another bigger channel here recently as well as working for me and it's like he's learning new stuff there that then trickles down to me so right i'm like osmosis getting better
0: as it goes yeah right so
1: but yeah like my my thing is like people people will um it's funny because we were talking about sledgehammer and like i know people come in and go god this is a shitty movie this guy got a camcorder and made this shitty movie and it's terrible and uh and I will make jokes about it, but I respect the fuck out of David Pryor for getting off his ass and buying a camcorder and going, I want to make movies. I'm just going to make a fucking movie. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's good or it sucks or what. He can say he made a movie. And most people will pick at that movie or pick at you know, what creators do. And they never get off their couch and make anything. So right. fuck you, we're ahead. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. At least we tried. You know, so... <laughs>
0: all right well that perfectly leads me into like something i had jotted down here for you then so how as as a youtuber like you know you were you were saying that you were you were writing back in the day and like early on in the internet and the one thing you could always find in like excess on the internet is somebody with an opinion on a movie or an Uh, opinion on anything right so (laughs) So, but there's a difference I've learned from watching like your videos and uh, Cinema Snob, and uh, like I even like uh, I do too. I, he's a recent find because you mentioned him. Oh yeah, Brad Pr- and I,
1: Brad and I have been friends for a very long time. Um, I was actually friends with him like. Right. I think right before he started Cinema Snob. And, uh, you know, we've been friends, uh, we've never met in person, but we've been online friends for a very long time. Like he liked my written work and he and I talked back and forth and then he started the channel. And, uh, you know, he was like one of those catalysts for me actually getting on YouTube.
0: So with like, how do you, how hard is it to stand out in, in a, in an ocean of people where you've you've got people with just opinions who call themselves critics. And then you've got people who are actually fucking critics who know what they're talking about, like who know film and can talk about, you know, this shot and the way this is laid out and all these other things. How do you stand out in a sea of people that are kind of pretending to do what you do?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. It'll be a long rant. (laughs) So, yeah, I've been doing this professionally since nineteen ninety nine. I okay. you know as a as a written critic and then YouTube from what two thousand nineteen or whatever. But right. um, even in the early days of the internet, um, it opened up this door to a lot of guys who just weren't trained critics. Uh, were just guys who liked movies and had opinions and wanted to share those opinions and. I don't have any problem with that. Like, I think that's great. I think that's what, that was one of the beautiful things of the early internet was like, everyone sort of had a voice and you yeah. could, you know um, what happened that, where this all started to derail in a way was that we got this, uh, we got this thing where anybody had a voice and everybody's voice started to be sort of valued equally. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a firm believer in the Harlan Ellison quote that you're not entitled to an opinion. You're entitled to an informed opinion, (laughs) right? Your, your opinion can, could be disagree with mine. But if you, if you, if I know you have an understanding of what you're talking about, that's behind this opinion. Great. I, I respect that. If you're just telling me like, Oh, this movie is the best movie ever because I like it. That's not a fucking informed opinion. I mean, it's an opinion, but it's like,
0: but okay, but
1: that doesn't make it the best movie because you right. think it's the best movie. It's the best movie for you. And and we saw this sort of shift uh, from you know critics to what I called reviewers, uh, guys who just talked about a specific movie with no context of how it related to the genre as a whole or other films or the director's body of work or anything like that, and that's fine. There's a there's obviously a market for that. Yeah. Uh, Ain't it cool? News didn't get big because of the great writing. <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah. Harry Harry was a shitty fucking film reviewer. He and a shitty human being, honestly, but but uh shots fired right Uh, uh, (laughs) but uh just wait there'll be more shots as we go i'm sure (laughs) but uh i can't shut my mouth about anything but uh yeah i mean look dude if you've read his blade two review you you know absolutely what i'm talking about it is the most horrible abomination of a fucking review ever published (laughs) like it's the most god-awful thing that he should just die inside that he published that um but you know and that's not to slag on everybody who was over at ain't a cool news. Like there were some guys over there who actually knew what they were talking about. Just Larry right. didn't. Uh, yeah, so, just the head guy did not. But yeah. But uh, so we, you know, we had this sort of paradigm shift and I, and I get it like, and we still see it now. There's this huge mistrust of critics now because nobody wants to trust a critic because everybody's a smart, everybody's smarter than everybody else, because that's what the internet tells us. Right. Like right. your voice is as valid as mine. And, and yeah. most of the time that's fine. But sometimes, like, you know, I went to film school. <laughs> I, right. you know, I have taught at university level. I've lectured at university courses. Um, you know, they don't just ask you to do that if you don't have some credentials and kind of know what you're talking about. And, and so when you have to spend your days like kind of arguing and trying to compete with guys who are just making fucking dumb top five lists, it's right. sometimes it's a little bit disheartening. Yeah. Uh, there's but, a big know,
0: difference between what you do and like a fucking watch mojo video
1: right yeah so, and like i get it like sometimes you just want to watch that shit right and and SickFlix is funny because you know sick flicks, we have you know some people have said to me who know me that sick Flix is a disservice to me because um it's a dumb show um it's you know it's full of dad jokes and terrible puns and it's really it, it really came about because i not because I wanted to recreate Beat the Geeks, but because I grew up watching all the classic horror hosts. Like, right. you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. We watched Chilly Billy on, I think it was WPXI on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Florida and we had Dr. Paul Bearer. And 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 I just thought those guys were just cool and funny. And, uh, you know, I found Joe Bob, like, yep. way back in the drive-in movie days on the movie channel, before he ever right. got the monster vision or any of that. Like back when he was showing Andy Sidera shit some weeks. and
0: Back when he was know, rocking that mullet.
1: Right. And, uh, and, you know, I loved him and and, and uh, you know, Chaz Balin and and shit like that. I found those guys way early. And, and oddly enough, it was, you know, the first time I really kind of dawned on me that you could like do this and talk about these films seriously was fucking summer school with Chainsaw and Dave. Like those oh, guys, man. those two idiots took slasher movies, Texas Chainsaw so seriously. Yeah. And like you laugh at it but when i would listen to like chainsaw talk about texas chainsaw massacre like it was funny because he was really reading a lot into the film but he was also not entirely wrong <laughs> so no. so that was the first moment where i kind of realized like oh you know there actually are things going on in these films that you can talk about like as a critic and and so you know i i kind of just went from there and you know i found joe bob and all these other guys and they kind of just did this funny thing like you knew you knew they loved these movies. You knew they valued them. You knew they yeah. understood that they had more to say than just being you know, cheap boobs and gore yeah. and all yeah. that. And, uh, and I think a lot of the guys today just don't ever look at them beyond that, which always kind of bugs me. And, and so, but I'm part of the problem because I do a show that kind of highlights that, but I always try to talk about the other stuff that goes into them. And that's I mean, why you know, I've got these other shows now uh like deep cuts which really goes into something yeah. and nobody fucking watches them so which is,
0: which is ridiculous because like <laughs> deep cuts is a really good like i feel like i'm just going to spend this whole thing just blowing smoke up your ass but, like, Deep no, cuts please is really, do yeah. i get
1: enough terrible comments I, I like to hear something good for a change
0: deep cuts is fucking fantastic and you talk about like 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 you did the one about the shining okay i've seen mm-hmm. stuff about the shining before but like you you also talked about like that the 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 Roddy Piper movie and yeah. Event Horizon and uh, like like you know they, these are like good movies that people should be paying attention to and it's nice to see a like for lack of a better term deep dive into mm-hmm. some of these movies that like you you don't necessarily get to learn a whole lot about and now well, with B movie Babylon I mean shit that's just like that's like a cherry on top for me because now you're talking about like those like the canon movies that I grew up kind of yeah. watching. Like I was like I grew up in the sticks, and when I say the sticks, I mean that like you know almost like literally. Like we had, like we barely had cable until I was probably thirteen or fourteen years old because they didn't want to run the lines out that. Oh far. yeah, yeah. Like well, my that parents was us. just re- my parents didn't get internet until I moved out. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had no internet. I had like my uh, my old co-host Mike. He had internet. He was the first person I knew that had internet. So that was where I got to experience like, you know, AOL for the first time and shit like that. So a lot of the (laughs) movies that like you talk about were things that I caught on HBO because it was like one of 13 fucking channels that I actually had. And back in the day, like you remember, they would play the same movie like two or three times in a day, just in a day. Yeah. So like when you did the episode on the gate, for Mm -hmm. for sick flicks i was like i'm in heaven because like i used to watch that movie anytime it was anytime it was on and then when you said you were doing b-movie babylon i was really excited because those were movies that like i love but i don't really have anybody to talk about them with because people didn't necessarily see them that i was friends with so this is kind of like getting a chance to be reintroduced to things that i haven't necessarily watched and in some cases, like, you know, over 30 years, like I haven't watched Ninja three in you know, like, since I was like 10, probably. And, you know, I I don't know if I'm going to like run out and, and and try and find it, but it's not a it's not a terrible movie either. Like I would look right. for the other ones first. Yeah. the other ninja movies first but like if i find three yeah i'll watch three
1: it's fine we we just we went in with that one first because i was like well let's you know enter wasn't a good one for that and revenge is too good to be the first yeah one. So like let's do i'm like ninja three has like the best hook of the three yeah. in the sense that like it's most like, people didn't see movie. it yeah it's got that weird it's got like six movies in one in it right. and and that's just the kind of crap I love, you
0: know, that's like history with it, like there's a ton yes. of like behind the scenes history with it, which was great to have you kind of giving it while you were talking about the movie, like you were giving these like behind the scenes tidbits. And that's the shit that I find the most interesting, especially about movies like that, because otherwise you'd never fucking hear about it. That's Nobody's it. Talking and, about those movies,
1: right? Unless you just want to sit down and spend like six hours reading articles about it and trying to sift through the internet, right. or or watch a bunch of commentary tracks, um, you know, like people just don't, and, and some of that stuff, you know, still does doesn't, you know, it's sort of lost the time. Um, uh, this is what I kind of struggle with with the uh, the Italian films I love so much is like a a lot of those people are dead and gone, and the stories right. are sort of you know, like telephone tag where they've been passed down between 17 people and changed every time and, and all that. And, uh, and nobody thought those films were going to have any kind of enduring legacy. So they didn't really try to chronicle how they were made or, or any of that. So, uh, yeah. And for me, that's like, you know, sometimes someone asked me once, like, what, what did I hope my legacy from this would be? And I said, honestly, I, I don't have any fucking clue. Um, That's not for me to determine. That's for other people to figure out when I'm done or gone or whatever. But, you know, for me, it's mostly just helping people find weird shit they would have never seen otherwise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which I, it's something that my, I have found to be the most like rewarding thing from finding sick flicks is that like I am admittedly not the biggest Italian horror fan mm-hmm. um, I grew up in like a religious household with no cable so oh yeah my my window to horror was like you know tiny to, right. to non-existent to a certain extent even um so a lot of movies I didn't really get to see until I was you know 17 18 years mm-hmm. old like when I was like the original texas chainsaw massacre I didn't see till I was like 18
1: right so these are like
0: yeah 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 so we're talking like classics that yeah yeah. but then there was stuff that i did see like much sooner than that like i had seen uh like all the friday the 13th i had seen already Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of dependent on like what i got kind of what came across my radar but watching your show has given me the ability to I'm not always good with like the blind watch, like, oh, I don't know, uh, I'll just pick this and watch it. Mm-hmm. So with so with you talking about like Italian horror stuff, I've been able to be like, all right, I don't know if I want to watch this one yet, but this one looks interesting. Like, uh-huh. like oddly enough, you know what I dipped my toe in was my like, I'm sure I've seen some Italian horror films, but the one that I really dipped my toe in with was Anthropophagus. Oh, yeah. Of, of all things to dip. Of the all the things to with, start and, with. Right. Yeah. Yep, uh, it helped. Like I think it kind of helped because Joe Bob did it on the last drive-in, uh-huh. so I got to watch it, and then it was kind of broken up with his little bits in between. Right. So I find sometimes that movies are a little bit more palatable for me with mm-hmm. that when there's like a little bit of a break in between here and there, but like now if you put something up i'm like all right i'm gonna like i'm probably gonna watch this movie, like fucking uh the last shark or yeah cruel jaws and shit like that like the last shark i didn't it, I, it, I had completely forgotten until i saw your review that uh i knew a guy who told me that he liked that better than jaws
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah and then i watched I, I saw your review and i was like is that the one that he said he i think it is and then i went and watched the movie and i was like I guess now I know why I don't talk to him anymore. Right? Like, like how is that better? Like, is it bad? Yes. Like, but like in don't like get me wrong. Way.
1: I love the Last Shark. Yeah. But you're. You're not. It's not better than Jaws. No. Like, not at all. There's no universe where that's even better. better than Cruel
0: cool Jaws. Right? Uh,
1: yeah. It's. It's about the same level. No, but, so. Yeah.
0: I mean, even though they're the same movie in parts, because they're yeah, right. They still have off, to have so like, that right.
1: movie for Cruel cool Jaws. Yeah. Like, like
0: that's the hill you're gonna die on, man. That the Last Shark is better yeah. than Jaws. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, all, all right. So we are going to take a quick break and then we will be right back with more from the horror geek, Mike Bracken. Mike, hang on a sec. Hey everybody, before we get back to the interview, I wanted to take a chance and say that if you dig what we're doing, and of course we hope that you do, if you're not already a subscriber, you should go to wherever you get your podcasts and look up How We Saw It Podcast Network Presents and give us a subscribe. It's where you're going to find all the episodes of shows like All Kings Considered, The Voices, as well as the OG episodes of How We Saw It. And when you're done doing all that, please leave us a review. It would uh, it would be a big help, and we would greatly appreciate it. So, enough of me rambling. Let's get back to that interview. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are talking to the horror geek, Mike Bracken. We were talking about... Uh... We're talking about how the last shark is not better than Jaws, uh, which I think we established. So we can we can probably move on from that. I think. Yeah.
1: So the, the uh, less attention we give Enzo Costalari. Yeah, this
0: is the better. Yeah. So oh. let's talk about uh, like have you had any uh, favorite complaint comments from YouTube? <laughs> I know you get a lot. Of, I know you get a lot of people that talk about your fingernails oh for whatever God. reason, which I think is kind of. It seems like a weird thing to fixate on like i guess i could see like oh somebody's saying like oh you know my beard is too long or they don't like my like the 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 lighting in the room or the, the shirt that i have on but your fingernails <laughs> yeah your it, fucking fingernails seem to be like a real point of contention with people yeah, and uh i don't dude, get it
1: It's uh, so here here's the funny thing about youtube is like uh you know everyone wants to be a youtuber um there was some study like last year that like more kids want to be a YouTuber than want to be an astronaut now. Damn. And, and I, I wish they would bring me to career day as the YouTuber. So I could tell these kids, be careful what you fucking wish for <laughs> because, because uh, you're, you're really not prepared for the level of scrutiny being on video or bring yeah. your way. And I, I told my wife, I said, I have a newfound appreciation for what women go through on the internet every day, uh, because, you know, like with guys commenting on your appearance and everything you do and, and uh yeah. So I, I'm very blessed in that, you know, we have a, a nice sized channel. Um, And I say all the time that like 99.9% of the people who watch me are fabulous human beings. Uh, right. I made friends with people. People have come to see me at cons. People have sent me gifts. Uh, you know, people support me on Patreon, uh, just fantastic. The comments are nice, they they like what we're doing, they get what what I'm doing, uh, they're fans, and that's great. And I said, but like there's like a 0.1%, which I have since come to realize is probably maybe closer to a- an actual one percent of people who are just fucking the exact in- fucking of opposite
0: of that shitheads. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I just can't wait to be a fucking dick in your comment section. And uh and the funny thing about this is, is like, you know, A, I'm a powerlifter. I'm six foot, 235 pounds. I've literally picked up a car on more than one occasion. I, I have a legit shot at breaking master's division powerlifting records in the state this year. Right. Uh, I, I'm not a small man and, no. and I'm not, I'm not afraid of anybody
0: When we were talking the other day, I told you, like, you you look like you could rip. Like, I don't understand because you look like you could rip somebody in half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh and so this is the thing. I'm always like, you know, I always have this like sort of Mike Tyson thought he summed it up best, you know, like, uh you know, the Internet has made you all too comfortable with talking a lot of shit without getting punched in the face for it. Yeah, exactly. And so my attitude always is is like, well, you can talk all this shit on your keyboard to me, but I got a hundred bucks that if you came out in public with me and stood in front of me, you wouldn't have shit to say to me me and if you did you'd be picking your teeth out of your shit for the next month right. basically. Exactly. So because, you know I we joke about this all the time around the house but the, I literally have a list of people that I will punch you in the face on site So like no no talk no nothing. You've done something to me somewhere along the line that pissed me off and I'm a notorious grudge holder and I will literally just fucking lay you out. And, right. And and so like these commenters, you know, I the the fingernail thing is the weirdest fucking thing because a, it never even occurs to me because I've, I've told people I was a notorious nail biter as a kid. Right. Like yeah, I, I chewed my nails to my fingers bled out of nerves basically yeah. or just stress or boy, you know, like that was my thing. I just chewed my fucking yeah. fingers to the bone. Yeah. And, uh, and finally by the time I got like into my thirties, I was like, this is terrible. This hurts all the time. And like, it's dumb. And I, got myself to quit. And, uh, and so I quit and then, you know, I, but I'd never had to clip my nails before. <laughs> so like, right. you know, I yeah, just, you just chew them down. Yeah. I just chew them down. So I never had long nails. And, and then, uh, so I had to start clipping them and I kind of, you know, I'm weird. Like I have this little, like, I, you know, I'm like a little bit of a sensory thing about some things. Like yeah. I, I don't wear jeans. I don't like to feel a denim. So I yep. don't own a pair. I've never, I haven't owned a pair of jeans since junior high. I've not worn a pair of jeans since sixth grade. My mother made a deal with me in sixth grade. She bought a pair of jeans. She said, wear these to school one day. And if you come home and hate them, I'll never bug you to wear them again. I came <laughs> home, took them off, handed them to her. I said, my end of the deal is done. That I hope it. you will, you will honor your end of the deal. <laughs> 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 and she has uh, to, to her credit. Um, I mean, honestly, dude, I live in Florida. I don't know. I hardly ever you even wear need fucking pants. Florida, I don't need pants. Like, I, yeah. yeah, who wants to wear pants, jeans in Florida? It's fucking 90 degrees out all yeah, the time. Old people.
0: Old right. people wear Yeah. Shoes.
1: Yeah. The old guys who drive the Corvettes that yeah. drive 45 miles an hour with socks and um, sandals, and New and- Balance sneakers. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, it's yeah, a stereotypical yeah. guy. Right. So, uh, but the fingernails, like, you know, I like clipping my nails kind of. I, I don't hate I don't like doing it. Like I don't like the sensation of clipping my nails. I don't like how they feel after you're done type thing. And I should yeah. probably just go get manicures because I go get pedicures because I'm a power lifter and it fucks up my feet and it's right. just easier to get a pedicure.
0: Yeah. where uh, they clean yeah,
1: it. they take all the dead skin off and all that gross yeah. shit yep. and I don't have to deal with it. But uh but then like also I'm a power lifter and I deadlift, you know, like six600 pounds all the time. Wow. And and when you go to competition, you can't use lifting straps. You have to be able to hold on to the bar, which is right. where a lot of guys, that's the limiting factor in your deadlift is your grip strength. And, uh, you know, one of the ways around that is to do what they call a split grip, where you have one hand overhand on the bar and the other underhand. And right.
0: Yeah so, yeah. so
1: that, that way, when one starts to roll, it just kind of rolls into the other hand and you're kind of keep it balanced. But yeah. the problem with that is that it's notorious for tearing biceps deadlifting that way and uh and and a bicep tear is a bad injury no matter what what age you are because it's never quite right after that and i'm 51 i'm not trying to fucking tear a bicep because it's a year recovery for me minimum and i don't have that many years of competing left
0: Yeah. And and that can end it right there for
1: you. Right. And and plus, I don't want to have to go have fucking surgery to reattach my bicep to the bone. Or rehab
0: it and all that other bullshit. Exactly.
1: So one of the ways like, you know, you can train your grip to do double overhand, but that's a long, slow process. And as we've mentioned, I'm lazy. And so the (laughs) solution for a lot of guys is what they call a hook grip. And again, I don't have huge hands, too, which is also a problem. And with hook grip, you're basically double overhanding it, but you wrap your thumb around the bar and then you take your index finger and you mash it over the thumb to mash the thumb into the bar to help you kind of lock the grip in. And it hurts like hell. It's not, it's not pleasant. Like there's a long period of, of like building up a callus and shit to where you can hook grip without it hurting. And that's why most guys don't do it. But because I don't have like gigantic hands, even with a deadlift bar, it's, not always easy to lock that in and so my thumbnails i let them grow because that gives you a little bit of extra real estate to lock in the hook grip <laughs> and it's a very it's, i'm not the only power lifter who does this many yeah. of us do this but uh but it's funny how like the general population is like just so like why does he have a long thumbnail like is that his coke nail or you know like, <laughs> and uh i'm like no it's my it's my hook grip nail and and so you know, so that my, my thumbnails are always just longer because I'm not, you know, trying to cut them until they get to the point where they're going to break. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. but, but the thing is, is like, I have had like, I don't know, 10 people over the last couple of years, like comment on videos about my thumbnails or my and fingernails in like general. Yeah.
0: Right. I feel and, like people would hear that and be like, well, 10, that's not so bad. But like, if, but ten people commenting on the length of your that that feels like a lot to me. Like it well, just seems like right,
1: a lot. right. So right, so you would go like, okay, that's doesn't seem like that much. Except the show's not about my fucking hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, like so I, I, and I'm like, I'm
0: everything but the show.
1: Yeah, I'm standing at a podium. Like my hands are not you know like they move in the shot but i'm like are you guys like zooming into this like we film in 4k but i only upload in 1080 like uh, i'm like how are you even noticing this and and you know and my thing is is like i'm not taking anyone's shit on the internet right Right. Uh, a lot of creators are like i don't read my comments because i don't want to see the nasty shit and i'm like that's unfair to me because I'm like 99% of the people who comment are very nice and I'm happy to interact with them and, and share the love of this stuff. Yeah. And I said, but also I'm not, you're not going to talk shit to me on my channel and not get a response. Right. <laughs> and so, so I am, I, I, I and, I worry that this is a little bit of a double-edged sword for me because I have this reputation now as the guy who will absolutely clap you back in the comments, and right. you better bring your fucking a game because I'm going to sit and think about it, and I'm going to blow you up, and I'm going to mute you. You're not getting a second response, so yeah. If it's coming
0: for you, then you better be prepared. Right. Yeah. I
1: get the I get <laughs> the response, and I get the last word. So. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, but now I worry, like, because I see people who watch the show and who are very nice to me and interact with me are sometimes like, oh, I didn't mean that that way. Yeah, like, they're afraid, like, I'm going to take everything the wrong way. And it, right. it's funny because, like, you know, my sort of online persona is that, you know, I'll be a bit of a shit stirrer and I'm ornery <laughs> and, and I will absolutely come after you if you poke the bear. Yeah. But in my normal life, I'm a big fucking softy, man. Right. <laughs> like, like, I am, uh, you know very introverted i'm very quiet uh you know so so it's funny to me to kind of see like that there are now people who think of me as this just belligerent prickly guy and and honestly it's a testament to how bad all of this is for your mental health (laughs) because because let me tell you five years in I consider myself like a terrible Zen Buddhist. Uh, I, I've been practicing for like eight years. I'm not good at it, but I keep working at it, you know, because I yeah. was just yeah. so like unhappy with the world. This was the only kind of way I could kind of find a peace in the world yeah. um, type thing. And uh, And so, you know, I go like, I'm not supposed to care what other people think of me. It's not my business. But the problem is, is when you get on YouTube or social media or whatever, people can't wait to tell you what they think of you. Oh
0: God, yeah.
1: It, whether you ask for it or not. And and uh, so, yeah, I just like the comments, that shit just rubs me the wrong way. And- and it rubs me more the wrong way the longer this goes on, and I, I I literally had a talk with Jay the other day about it. Like I might have to hire someone to just do the comments because like I can't stop clapping back at these people, and it's counterproductive in the end. Like yeah, it, it's like it's a funny,
0: natural reaction it, for you. It's,
1: it's funny because I get a social media post out of it. Like look at this asshole. You know? Like and there's always like a funny response for me. Like the last guy who complained about about my nails wrote this fucking book about them, about how I was probably a dirty hippie or some right. shit, and, and I, you know, and I'm like, does this pickup artist nagging shit actually work for you? Do you think? Because I'm not gonna fuck you, <laughs> you know, like, right? Exactly. And uh, but yeah, like it, it, it's funny, but it's also just like, dude, I have enough shit to do it the day without having to fucking reply
0: to idiots. So, uh, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, like you're saying, like people, you like, know, you get this kind of reput- reputation for being like prickly. I guess would be a good word. Like. Uh-huh. You don't, the only people I've ever seen you like get shitty with were people that had it coming. Well,
1: right. They ask for it. Like I, you yeah. know, generally speak. I'm okay. So I'll cop. Sometimes on Twitter, someone will post something dumb, and I will dunk on them because right. it's human nature, right? And and
0: well, and it's Twitter, and that's where you're supposed uh, right. to do that.
1: That's what. That's exactly. That's the only reason Twitter still exists. Right. <laughs> because and I would like to thank
0: to, you for calling it Twitter and not X. Oh fuck X, X man! <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that fucking guy has that thing will be dead within a year. Yeah, uh, I'm
0: surprised uh, it hasn't yet, yeah. honestly, but
1: all that money he can't get it he can't even get it to fucking work like this morning it wasn't even working so so yeah uh yeah i will never call it x so fuck him fuck x i (laughs) i just i fucking hate that guy he's an idiot (laughs) Uh, yeah nothing to do with him but uh yeah like you go over there and you know like and and also sometimes like you forget even as a writer that like not everybody knows you and so there was a thing yeah. the other day where I kind of stepped in it. That was my fault where uh, someone they were kind of tweeting about uh, the torture porn. No uh, moniker type. Yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah. I remember
0: that. Yeah. And so,
1: and so I'm, you know, my thing is like, it's, a, it's, there's sort of this revisionist history around that term now where people are the younger generation just accepts it and embraces it. And I'm like, well, right. I fucking work through that and live through that. And, and look, here's the thing: it was created by a guy, David Edelstein, who's basically who's credited with coining the term. A mainstream critic who didn't like these films, didn't like horror films, and he was basically using it to denigrate not only yeah, the like people a, who made the films but the people out, who watched yeah. them. Like, oh, you're just watching torture porn. You yep. know, you're like the lowest of the low. Uh, and and that that's irritated me for a long time. I'm like, a the films you call that are not torture porn. Lionsgate wasn't putting out hostile movies that were supposed to be pornographically violent. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're gross for mainstream films, but like yeah. we've, I've covered way worse shit on my show. So. Right. And and if the if YouTube would leave me the fuck alone, you'd get even worse than I've already covered because trust me, it's out there. I've seen it. So, uh, so and you know, and I was you know, I kind of replied to it and say you know she, the the young lady had tweeted this thing and and I kind of had like a funny snarky sort of reply about, well, you know, this isn't actually accurate. And, and it wasn't that serious to me, but it got real serious real fast. And, uh, and I, and, you know, and I look at it and I go, well, fuck, I was probably wrong. And, you know, I should have, I could have phrased that better or whatever, but, and, and then it was fine. Like she and I had to talk about it. It was fine, but you know, but that, you know, I for you know, I forget sometimes that you know not everybody knows me, and so sometimes I'm just fucking around. Like a lot of times, I, I like I said, I'm a notorious shit stirrer. Sure. I, a bored Mike Bracken is the worst thing in the world because I'm going to create. <laughs> I, I'm chaotic neutral at best. I I'm just going right. to go create chaos if I can for my is own it. amusement. Uh, so, uh, and and when I get bored, that just goes up exponentially the odds yeah, of that happening. Exactly. And 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 then and a lot of days when I see these comments, I'm just fucking working and I'm just bored because I work seven days a week and I just want a break and and here's this thing and I can just fucking tee off on it you
0: can blow off a little steam right
1: and but yeah it always it always weirds me out because I, I don't know if it's because I'm a gen xer and we're older and we were just raised different or whatever but I see tons of shit on the internet that I don't like or don't agree with or whatever but you know what I do I just don't go back yeah, I don't you watch it. On by, yeah, man. I just scroll past it. Um and unless it's like one of those things where it's directed at me or a conversational thing that you know you want to be in the conversation. But like for the most part, I have never left a shitty comment on a creator's work, other than the people who have come and said something shitty to me, and then I go check out right. their work and I'm like, Hey, your videos suck. Maybe you should maybe <laughs> not be telling me how to make videos there, <laughs> <sir>. Mr. Eight <laughs> Views. Uh yeah, so- exactly right so call back when you
0: hit double digits right
1: right. and so so i'm you know i'm like i i just don't do that i'm like okay that's not for me that's fine romances aren't for me i don't go out of the store and fucking rail against romances to everybody at barnes and noble trying to buy a book so uh but like this this younger or i don't even know if it's the younger generation i just think it's internet has rotted all of our brains and given us brain worms and uh and that we just cannot not fucking offer our two cents on everything whether we have a informed opinion about it or not and and it's just exhausting because like you know i said this in the video drone video is that you know the human brain was not meant to correlate this kind of constant feedback that you get online and we're all terminally online at this point and and you can see as someone who has been around since you know the first days of the internet mm-hmm. uh you know when it went mainstream in the mid you know like mid early 90s mm-hmm. uh you can see how it's changed and how it's ruined people and and uh and i don't care for it but now the internet used to be fun and now it's like a job and it's just a job where i go to to be pissed off right
0: <laughs> so it is like a normal job then it's
1: just uh, right except i don't even get paid for it most of the time right. I don't like to, elon's not paying me to tweet so yeah exactly. Uh, exactly. like uh, so, I, yeah, so I, I ask myself daily, like, why do you still come here? And it's like Dawn of the Dead, because that's just what we did. And that's yeah. all we knew. Yeah, <laughs> so we just do it out of habit. I'm gonna, I wish I could just go to the mall instead,
0: but I can't.
1: <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm just always sort of taken aback at the things people will say to you in a comment section because they didn't like a video. And it's like, it's always some guy who's like, well, you're not funny. And it's like, well, great. That's totally a valid yeah. opinion. Um, it's not it's not I absolutely understand this humor is not for everyone and it's uh it's dumb it's dumb by the by design.
0: Right. Like,
1: like, that's the thing that always kills me. Like, I'm not sitting here thinking I'm writing Jerry Seinfeld jokes. Right. right, <laughs> like, right. They're, they're not supposed to be. <laughs> like, the whole point of the show is like it's supposed to be like a horror host show. It's dumb. There yeah. are puns. It's supposed
0: it, to be lighthearted. hearted right making, yeah. So I dumb, just, uh, yeah
1: I just want you to fucking groan at a few things or like you know, a few dad jokes type yeah. thing. And and that's fine. That's all I want. And but then these guys always want to tell you how to make the fucking video. And A They don't have, their videos don't do shit. They don't have any presence on the platform. So their ideas, A, obviously didn't work. And then B, I've got almost a hundred thousand subs. Like,
0: you don't- Right, you you clearly know what you're doing. Right,
1: right. there's clearly a a group of people, a significant group of people who like what I do. And if you're not part of that, That's fine. I don't even need to know. You don't even have to tell me. Just don't come back.
0: (laughs) Right. Please don't come back.
1: But like, (laughs) you, you know, you make this big production about how, well, I hate this and this is so terrible and I'm never coming back. Great. Don't come back. I Cool. It, fuck! I don't care. I I didn't know. Airport. I'm like not to be a dick, but I didn't know you existed till right. you wrote this. Like,
0: it's not an airport. You ain't got to announce your departure. Right? So.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, look, there's no way to say the say it without being arrogant. But like, fuck, man, I get fifty thousand people watch every video. I don't know ninety nine percent of them, right. So. Exactly. and that's not like you know I couldn't possibly know so. Like, if it's not for you, that's fine. I, yeah. I don't care, but I also don't need to know. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm always like, I, I used to ask them. I used to be like, well, what, what would you suggest I do? Would you suggest that I take a show that obviously works because I make a living off of it and, uh and that I have clearly social proof that people like, yep. and should I just scrap that and make the show you would like? And you know, like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they never have an answer for that though.
0: Well, because if they were to say yes, then they would be the most self-centered person right. you've ever come across. Yeah, so it's uh, almost like you're being like, here, here's a mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror. You exactly. Asshole. Like,
1: I don't like, dude. There, there are literally like a hundred million YouTube channels now. Yeah, trust go me. Go find I, one. Five hundred hours of shit uploaded every minute to the platform. If you don't like me, there's twenty other guys making stuff out there you will like right. at least. exactly so, yeah, so i i it that's the the part i I struggle with more and more, like five years in is just the a that the and this is just like a sort of commentary on our culture as a whole that we have just become mean and and just mean for the have. sake of being mean, like yeah. not even constructive mean, but just mean because we're pissed off at the world and we're all just looking for somebody to take out that frustration on yeah. and it, and it's like fine if it makes you feel better to fucking say some shit about me great i don't i don't really care i i fucking sleep fine at night right i don't but know who you are so. i i cash i cash my youtube check every month i you know it pays my bills and uh, yeah so i'm not i'm not like hurting uh but at the same time it's like man all i all i try to do with this stupid show is just Like, especially during the pandemic, like the pandemic was a great example, because that's where it blew up. And all I did was try to make these dumb shows every week, even though it was killing me uh, to get them out every week by myself, uh, was just because I was like, man, people are like fucking scared and trapped in their house and uncertain about the future. And like, if I can just make you fucking laugh at a stupid dad joke for 20 minutes a week, then I feel like I'm doing something to try to help make the world a little happier. Yeah, you've accomplished something. Right. Like I'm not like trying to come out here and go like oh I'm Dead Meat James and I'm gonna have 25 million subs and all this right. shit like I, I, I say all the time fuck I probably I probably fucking quit if I had six million subs because it's too That's much a lot fucking of it's too much signal to noise for me like I'm an introvert yeah. I can only you can only process so much and I, as I get closer to even a hundred I'm like I'm like when I started I'm like oh a hundred is probably top end for me like what I could deal with and as I get closer to it I'm like oh yeah I think a hundred is probably top end of what i can you know deal with as far as the just the noise of yeah um, this. Constant bullshit. yeah so yeah and, and but I, I don't know why everybody's so fucking mean i mean i kind of do but but i don't know why they everybody feels the need to just be shitty to everybody else but
0: i think <laughs> it's just i think it's just easier like it, it I, is i try not to like be that cynical but i think if you were to uh like perfect example, right? Like so, I'm a big fan of The Exorcist, mm-hmm. and I think The Exorcist is a franchise that has one good movie, right? And then the third one is good. Good. So the second one is bad. Bad. The second was horrid. Right. Uh, the third one is good, and then after that, it's really fucking dicey. After yeah. that, like the t- the TV show was good. I will. Well, go I thought promise.
1: the TV show was really good too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But um, like but, the two the two movies they made in there, like Paul Schrader did one and then the yeah, other Yeah, the two one,
0: the two prequels, Dominion yeah, they, and whatever. They were the not other one they is. were
1: not particularly good. They no. weren't as bad as two, but they were not.
0: The, the 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 prequel that they released in theaters is the first movie that I ever willingly got up to go out to the concession stand. <laughs> like usually I won't leave like, like I won't even go to the bathroom like uh-huh. if like I know there's like 20 minutes left I'm like no nah, I can hold it it's fine. Right. But like I, I looked at who I was with and I was like I'm going to get popcorn and yeah. I left and I took the long way because I was right? just so, yeah I was just so disappointed in what I was seeing. So obviously going into the new one that just came out I am hesitant and like the best of the best of terms I'm hesitant about the, how decent this movie will be. And yeah. obviously I've heard that it's not anything spectacular in any way, shape or form, yeah. but I don't feel the need to walk into a comment section about the movie and just say like, well, fuck this movie and fuck Blumhouse and fuck everything yeah. about it because I've never seen it. And, I don't really feel like, what does it add to the conversation? Like nobody, nobody from the production crew is reading my fucking comments. They have all been paid and moved on to whatever next projects they're on. Right. Like nobody fucking cares. If you didn't like the movie, just don't fucking don't comment. Like, like I've always felt that like the biggest critique you could give something is indifference. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's, it's the, uh, the professional wrestling fan in me. Like if I'm booing you, that I'm still buying into the Buy in. to the mystique yeah. of it. But if I just completely pay no attention to you and I don't say anything and I don't react, that says way more than me like Yeah, you, did, you didn't even register. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not even a blip on my radar. Exactly. But so all right, so obviously like the the, the people are awful in the comment right. sections, but, but like here, I know you've that... been dealing with a lot of YouTube tyranny too. Like oh, you yeah. get you get like routinely kind of fucked. Oh, Jesus. Bye, yeah. them.
1: Every ever well we have been on a uh, you I'm have to like it. knock on wood if
0: you yeah. have I was like, I'm not
1: gonna say it I'm gonna knock on wood while I say it but I've had a okay run the last yeah. month or so
0: yeah
1: um but I'm sure that's gonna end because like I'm working on the Highlander B movie Babylon episode right. and that's a, a Lionsgate owns the rights to that now for some fucking unfathomable reason that I God, can't they must figure be chomping
0: out stomping at the bit to make your life miserable oh they will
1: yeah and and the thing of it is is like uh. What always kills me about Lionsgate in particular is that they claim everything and they claim it on upload and then they deny the appeal and they make me fight it out all the way to the end. So it drags out for like two months and then they end up releasing it. And then I get emails every week from their PR firms and their internal PR team asking me to promote things for them and (laughs) I write them back every time and I'm like, you motherfuckers claim everything I do. Why right. would I promote stuff for you? Yeah. How about you fucking whitelist my videos so that I don't have to jump through these hoops every time Never I try again. to release yeah. something. And then I'll happily promote your shit again. Right. But exactly. But we had a stretch for like two years where I just wouldn't do anything they put out. Like right. I was like, I tell people like people would ask for like uh dead alive and I'd be like, no, oh, Lionsgate owns the rights to it now here in the U S for DVD and all that. So we're not doing it. Um, yeah because i'm not i'm i refuse i just refuse to deal with them and then uh you know we started kind of do it we and the worst part of that is is they like this business has become such a fucking conglomeration of like three companies now that like they own everything like they fucking own the all those vestron titles they own that library
0: really i didn't know yeah
1: Yeah, those are all fucking owned by Lionsgate and like that, now the shit with Highlander, it's like them and Studio Canal mm-hmm. and and you know and then like the other times you are dealing with Sony or Warner Brothers or Universal or Paramount basically, right. and, and uh and those all are ma- fine all
0: major companies
1: right those and those are fine because we'll we'll fight them out and I'll appeal and we win in the end and and that's fine. The ones that really fucking burn my ass are the fucking scammers because the system is so broken that you don't actually have to prove you own the rights to any of this stuff. You can just file the claim and act like you own the rights. And 98% of the time, the creator will not fight you on it. So you get that money, whether you own the rights to it or not.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, we, we literally went through this, like for a long time, the Italian stuff was pretty safe because like those rights are always confusing. And it's some defunct foreign company who owns them yeah. and nobody or nobody knows who owns them or you know or they're just happy that people are talking about the film so they leave you alone and uh i mean like one of the nicest comments i ever got was from some italian guys who were like you cover our films better than our own country's film critics cover our films and and i was like oh well thank you i try but uh but like we had a stretch where there was this company who was like and and this is the where it really gets shady is like the the film companies won't necessarily handle their own rights. They want to hire these third party companies to monitor and handle it all and, and shit. So when you get these things, you have to then spend an hour researching who the fuck these people are because they're not the film company and they're not, you don't know if they're legit or not. And so, so we had a bunch of Italian ones that got claimed by some company that said they were a digital rights management company in Italy. And, and I go and they have a website like some guy had had a big war with them over something and i talked to him and he's like he's like i don't even think they're legit and then sure enough i get an email from them and it's not even from their fucking company it's their email comes from like digital rights management company at gmail.com which is just like dude could you be any more shady (laughs) like like you couldn't even afford a fucking domain for this scam like you're you got a Gmail account. You don't even have your company name in the Gmail. Like
0: you can't, you can't, you uh, can't spend a couple extra bucks to make it look a little more official.
1: Yeah. And like, we went through like three rounds of this and it gets to the point where, you know, you go like the first appeal, they reject, and then you dispute the appeal. And when you appeal, you're appealing to them. You're not appealing to some third party fair judge type thing. You're literally appealing to the guy who claimed it. And there's no penalty for them denying you. There's not like no real recourse. Right. Right. Until you get to the third stage where you're like, they're going to give you a strike But then if you fight them on the strike, they have 10 business days to either show they're taking you to court in America, Uh, or they have to release it. And that's the game of chicken. Uh, And I just told them the last time, like, A you know i'm gonna fight you all the way to the court stage so let's just fucking cut the bullshit and release yeah. it because you're gonna cave before i do and i said b if we go through this again i'm hiring a lawyer and i'm taking you to fucking court right, so right, right. i'm not i uh, you know like i'm not some poor youtuber who sits around you know like trying to eat you know eating top ramen all day i have yeah, money yeah, for yeah. lawyers you know yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. like uh when i got into this i was like i'm gonna find me a fucking copyright lawyer who's gonna take all my cases and i'm just gonna tell them hey we may get to go to the supreme court at some Point so you want to you want to argue in front of the supreme court i'm your guy uh and they know ne- and they never they're never going to sue you because fuck they'd have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to sue me over a video that makes you know a fuck 500 bucks uh, right
0: right right over a YouTube so
1: video. so yeah so but yeah you just it, that's non-stop pain in the ass uh and and it just sucks because even when it happens, like, I know I'm going to win. It's just that it takes a month, two it's months. It's still effort.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, obnoxious. To
1: resolve. Effort. And and I'm sitting on this video that I can't release because it's not going to make any money. Uh, even though YouTube insists that when you dispute it, the money goes into escrow. When we've had that happen and I've released one that was in escrow and then won, I somehow never get all the money it was supposed to make.
0: So, Funny how that works. Yeah,
1: yeah like uh, somehow I had a, you know, like offerings was one of those where we released it and it went into escrow and it was out. Uh, I released it anyway cause I was like, we're gonna win. It's not a big deal. We'll just get the money on the back end. Yeah, and uh, and that thing put up like twelve thousand views the first day and somehow made like fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just just for comparison's sake, a normal, you know twelve thousand view video on the first day is, you know 100 150 bucks depending right you know and so yeah so like something is not right here yeah, that happened, it happened with another one.
0: but uh that yeah, makes it, me these... that makes me think did you let's see if i'm remembering this correctly or if it's like a Berenstein, Berenstein, bear the moment. <laughs> did you do you have a did you have a video for shocker no you didn't okay no is I, that where but that reminds is that where football practice came from? Yes. Okay. I, I've
1: actually been I, dude, that's the most asked question on the show. Where does football practice come from? I saw it's a, you,
0: I saw you comment on yeah, that the it's, other day. It's Mystery
1: Science Theater used it. They used it in yeah. a movie and then they used it in a couple episodes. And I'm 99 percent sure it's in shocker was where they got it from. Okay. but I need to I have shocker here, and I was literally thinking about making a shocker video just to put that to bed once and for all because, right. because I answer this question constantly. It's even more than, what movie is Hell Yeah Guy from? Uh, you know, which was the front runner for a very long time, but right. football practices passed it up. Uh, right. So I guess yeah.
0: everybody knows where Bastard comes from. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah apparently. Or, or they're just happy. They're like, oh, it's Linda Day George because he says Linda Day George. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we get asked about Lance Hendrickson a bit. Uh only because that's like not a particularly well known Lance Hendrickson right. film. And it's all. like the new one
0: too. It's like Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a, you know a newer, newer Hendrickson. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh the the claims and that it, you know it's part of the game, it's part of the YouTube game. Yeah, but yeah, I, I also look at it like um and someone was like someone had said like B movie Babylon, obviously, because it's designed as a podcast, although there's a video component to it if you want to watch it. But we designed that so that I wouldn't have to use so much footage so that I could okay. potentially avoid being claimed. So I just right. use stills a lot. We use some footage, but not, not a ton. And a lot of it's just me on camera because it's podcast. And yeah. the analytics are like, well, podcast, video podcast people like to actually see the host uh, in the episodes. But I had someone complain like I was in it too much like imagine that being your complaint oh i'm sorry you're on camera too much <laughs>
0: like, you show up in your own show too much
1: right right yeah and i was like well and then i had like i had that today like some some guy had left a comment like on the junk video from a couple years ago he's like oh i really like this style of narration over the video but he's like why do you cut well, i don't like that you cut to yourself every so many seconds and i'm like well dude i have to like i can't just show the movie <laughs> yeah you
0: can't rip it like it's not like rip tracks you can't just, like, you know. yeah
1: well and you know those guys have to pay to license the movie yeah, to, exactly. to do that like you know i'm on youtube we operate in fair use land and and it's a gray area to begin with because nobody can define what is fair use and if you went to one judge he'd say yes and another with the same video would say no right. and and uh so you know you gotta you know The myth always was, was that you, if you use less than nine second clips, you'd be fine. And I can tell you straight up, that's bullshit because we've gotten claimed for two second clips, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, you just like, I'm just trying to make the show. I'm trying to be, and this is the thing I'm always trying to be fair about it. I'm not trying to uh, show you the whole movie. Like I want to make my show and then I want you to take that twenty minutes, hopefully, and go like, "Oh, that movie was funny," and I would like to see it all in context. Right. And and then it, you go out and see it. And you know, like if I show too much, then I'm, uh, you know, I'm in the wrong. And right. So that's, uh, that's not what I want to do. I'm not trying to like keep creatives from making money off their work by yeah. by circumnavigating and giving you the cliffs notes version. But yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a weird it's a weird space. And and the worst part of it is is YouTube does not protect creators at all and and that's the double whammy of it is like i deal with we'll get claimed for using footage of a movie then youtube comes along and fucking demonetizes me because they don't like gore or like their community standards have gotten tighter and tighter and tighter as i have been on the platform uh to the point where i'm like you know i've said i don't know that my show in its current form, would be viable in five years. You may come to a point in the next couple of years where any film show is just a guy sitting in front of a webcam holding the Blu ray case talking about right. a movie with no B roll. And, and at that point, I'm out. <laughs> like, well,
0: at that point, what's the point? Really?
1: Right. Yeah. I like uh, this is like talking to my buddy at work. I don't fucking need right. to, you know, like, fuck, I don't, I'm
0: but not going to sit around and watch point, 20 just, minutes of this. Just do a podcast. Right. A podcast. Exactly.
1: So, yeah, it's, it's a weird. It's a it's a weird platform. And then, you know, you add in like shorts and all this shit. And yeah. it's, ugh, don't it's even a, get me started on the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> they keep trying to get me to do shorts. They're like, oh, you have all this content. You can just, just chop up funny parts into little shorts and grow and blow. And I'm like, hey, no. don't have time to do that. Don't want to do it really. Uh, it's a pain in the ass. And I just hate that format.
0: Well, so, sometimes jokes need context. They you do. Don't necessarily do that in a short.
1: Right. And so then they're like, but you could do it with B movie Babylon and deep cuts. And I'm like, well, I could see taking like B movie Babylon and like chopping it up into shorter videos, like segments of the show in a video or like an interesting point that runs two or three minutes or something honestly a lot of times it's, it's like it's not it's not worth a fucking effort well, it's a lot of thing, work
0: yeah. to put a and, lot of work in for not much
1: well that's it uh and you know like look let's be honest b b movie Babylon is a video podcast it does not make half of what sicklicks makes right. <laughs> per episode and uh and i'm like why would i make more work out of that when i'm yeah. not making enough money as it is yeah. so yeah, uh and i don't i don't think chopping it up is somehow going to you know, make one take off, and yeah, and make exactly. of money, so
0: exactly,
1: but that's the hard part about YouTube as you grow is like early on, you're doing it because it's fun and it's what you you want to do it, and it's a good time, and the attention is nice, and seeing something grow is nice, and then you get to a point like after ten thousand subs or twenty thousand subs, where it's like then it becomes a business, and yeah, then it's work. Everything is like, well, what does this cost to make? what does it cost in equipment? what does it cost in time? what does it cost to me paying editors and you know thumbnail artists or whatever uh, writers or whatever, which I don't have, but if I did uh, uh, right. and then and then you're like is the return worth the investment? and yeah. so that's like where I really love making deep cuts, but they're a ton of work and yeah.
0: They cost more to. They, get much.
1: They're going to cost more for me to edit, and they have actually cost me money to make them. And I'm like, well, I'm really like, I'd like to make these videos, but I'm also trying to pay my mortgage and yeah,
0: exactly. paying
1: money to make the video is not productive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bills still have to be paid. So. Right.
1: So, like, if I'm losing money on the video, then I can't make more of these. And
0: yeah, exactly.
1: So, you know, the audience votes with their view basically, yeah, and it, yeah. and I, you know, it sucks because you're like, oh, I really thought this was good and i thought like you know people would take to it and it would really be a new direction for us or something and and then it doesn't and you're like fuck i just spent all this time and money and shit making this thing that nobody wants so
0: right 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 but-
1: I, i'm an idiot though because i said i said to jay the other day i'm like you know the my bright idea to do this podcast and do deep cuts and all that shit was nice but they were supposed to be less work and easier to produce and all this shit and i, I just, fuck i really should have just figured out how to make two sick flicks a week <laughs> so <laughs> like there's it's not like there aren't enough movies it's just a right. matter of time yeah. and i thought oh, sick flicks takes so long to make but fuck this podcast takes forever to make so i <laughs> you know i i, I don't i never do myself any favors
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so uh so I don't want to take up your entire day because uh-huh. I, I know you got editing to do. I know oh, you're working Jesus, on your yeah. Highlander video.
1: We're like so, 10 minutes in. I got. I, it's like an hour long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So I had a couple things on my list I wanted to bring up here. Sure. And then, and then I will let you get back to your uh, your, your day of editing. Uh, Sounds let's good. Let's see. The first thing I noticed was that uh, – so I watched the last shark video before we started recording. And uh, it has the most tender pimp hand I've ever seen. <laughs> Like when he reaches out and he slaps that dude across the face. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't tell if he was hitting him or caressing him. It was just right, kind of this reach out and brush. Like it's what very soft. Was that?
1: that dude um, that dude was not working stiff.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um and then, so you have a whole section on in, in sick flicks for, for found footage, which is like one of my favorite genres. And okay. I understand that it is probably the most easy genre to make a horror film for. Like, and everybody never,
1: hates it, and I never understand do. why.
0: It, it's, it's, I think it's just because it's so watered down. Like, Tubi mm-hmm. used to have a, a category that was just found footage, and they got right. rid of it like a week ago. Uh, but there's like hundreds of movies in there that I've never heard of. And I was like, yeah. the budget on these are like $8. Right.
1: right? Well, yeah, because anybody with an iPhone now can, can go make out one yeah. found
0: footage film. But... but you did cover my very favorite found footage movie, The Last Broadcast.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I found that one way early and actually um, knew the guys who made it.
0: Oh, no shit.
1: Yeah. Uh, what is it? It's stefan avalos, Stephen and, avalos and, and lance
0: lance Miller. i can't remember what his name is yeah um yeah.
1: so yeah i found that one like way early before it came out and i think i don't remember if they reached out to me or i reached out to them but uh yeah i covered that one like way back in the day and it has stuck with me forever yep. like i think it's better than blair witch in a lot of I, ways
0: yeah, i bought uh, it i blind bought it at the like it was like an fye so that's how old i am oh Uh, yeah but there was a big sticker on the dvd that said uh uh, basically like the inspiration for the blair witch project and that's what caught me i was like all right i'm gonna buy this so i blind bought the dvd i brought it home i watched it i was like this is fucking amazing and then i watched it again like the next day to make sure that like i still thought it was amazing (laughs) and i did um and like when you said, I had no idea about this until you brought it up in your video. That how rare it was for a good long while. Like, did how own a physical copy of yeah, the movie? Was it was like a really yeah. Um, I have had my regular DVD for probably well over would be over twenty years now, and I was like, holy shit, this is probably worth money. And then like
1: then they three released days, three days later, they nope. released
0: like that fucking expanded version nope. with like two discs and all the. Which I went and bought and I was like, this is great. It's going to be a better transfer. And then I was like, my, my brain was like, you idiot. Uh-huh. Now that video's is not, now DVD's not worth shit now. Like, right. But I was still so happy that I had this movie that like, I mean, quite honestly, nobody had ever heard of. Yeah. Anybody, I was like, yo, have you seen this movie? They were like, what the fuck is this? Like the right. last broadcast. And then I'd be like, well, sit down. Because <laughs> this is about as low budget as I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and, and you are in for a ride. Except for the ending, I always thought that they kind of yeah that, they, they they don't stick the ending. The ending, on ending. That. Yeah, no, it's it's a rough like that was the lowest budget thing I think I'd seen until I watched started watching the Bad Ben movies.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Have you seen any of those yet? No. Uh-huh. Oh
1: boy,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can get them on Amazon. I think they're free. Like uh-huh. you can watch them for free on Amazon if you get the chance and you've got nothing else to watch. I would recommend like just trying them out. Like yeah. it's all done on this dude's security camera in his house. Oh so my it god. switches from room to room to room and I think the budget was like so it's like, like night 30, trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the budget was like $1300 or something oh. like that. And they're up to like 13 or 14 of them now. Oh my like, god. Like that's how many they've been making. So So somebody's
1: making money off of it. I
0: guess or enough to like keep it going. Shit. So so yeah, if you get a chance to check out Bad oh. Ben. Yeah, Give I'll it a shot. Out. And uh, if you don't like it, just forget that I told you to oh, no, I that's not. that. Oh, no, watch it. But yeah, yeah, so I wanted to mention the last broadcast because no one ever talks about it. And then you did a whole fucking video on it.
1: I did, uh, which is funny because that was one. Uh, I didn't have a copy of it anymore. And I don't remember where I even got that copy. We sourced said, it from. You
0: said somebody sent it to you. Right, like yeah. It helped.
1: Right, yes. Uh, sometimes the viewers come through for me because I don't uh, – I don't torrent shit anymore ever because I'm too lazy. Uh, And, and plus, you know, like that's a pain in the ass in this day and age. Like, why are we still doing this? Why is everything not on streaming? Uh, But yeah, so that one, uh, that one was one. I was glad when it turned up because I had, been a champion of it since it first came out, basically, right. and and like people were like, I've never even heard of this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like the best kept secret I think I've ever seen, and in a genre of movies that are like 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 it's like feast or famine, like the found footage movies, either really really.
1: Good I'm always people. I'm always weirded out because people don't seem to just have a general disdain for found footage, and I get that there are crappy found footage flicks for sure because there's a relatively low barrier to entry yeah. as far as making them, but I never understand people not liking something like the last broadcast or even the poughkeepsie tapes Mm you know because i think like i think what it comes down to is i I often when people tell me they don't like that movie it's just because they don't have any fucking imagination like those movies you just have to be able to go like all right i'm gonna treat this like it's real and yeah like it's and, an
0: actual like it is it tells you what you're getting yeah like it, and, it's found footage it's supposed to be rough right because and so, I'm not supposed to be watching actors
1: well and like you know like I said like people pitched about the Poughkeepsie tapes forever like all oh, the acting in the documentary segments is so bad and I'm like well that's probably by design I'm willing yeah. to bet because yeah. like it's supposed to be like an episode of Forensic Files and I watch a shit ton of old Forensic Files at night trying to fall asleep and all those cops, when you put them on the camera, they're terrible because yeah. they're cops. They're not actors. And yeah. so, like, these guys being kind of terrible in the interviews makes it real to me because I have watched this when it was for fucking real on right, Forensic right, right. Files. So, you know, this is, like, not a valid complaint
0: to me. Yeah. <laughs> like... Fun fact about the Poughkeepsie tapes. I live 10 minutes from Poughkeepsie.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, the funny heard... thing about
1: that video was, like, uh, uh, you know, you always get that that Mandela effect where people will come into your comments and tell you, "Oh yeah, I remember when that happened." And I'm like, "Dude, it's a movie." Yeah. Buggy.
0: yeah. <laughs> now I have always heard that it was not because the case isn't even remotely the same yeah the, there's a there, there was a there, there killer was a kill. there though yeah, yeah kendall francois yes was the guy's name that um, when
1: people said that i'm like oh yeah that makes sense to me but like people were like oh no this all
0: really happened and i'm like, like no it didn't. no, right. no <laughs> definitely not he he killed prostitutes and i think he hid them in the walls
1: yeah something uh, like but that there was I,
0: definitely nothing like the movie
1: yeah i yeah so but i you know i i try not to well actually people with yeah, shit like yeah. that i'm like oh yeah it's great you remember that super oh, cool
0: yeah my my crazy. wife is a
1: is a novelist and she has a uh, she did her first novel was called uh, 15 minutes of shame about a dating expert who finds out on national tv that her husband is cheating on her and throws <laughs> up and uh and she did this teaser for it where she went you know she used to be on a show here that's nationally syndicated um, and she went on the set and they filmed a promo for the book where she did the interview with the host of the show as the yeah. character, and then she like threw up in the plant on the set, and right. then they posted it to YouTube and it did a couple million views way back in the day. And uh and people still insist that they remember seeing that segment on the new on TV, like and it was never on it, never right, had, right, right. it was never on TV. <laughs> it was just the promo for a book, but people insist.
0: That it had to be real. Yeah. It's the
1: same thing like Bud Dwyer. Everybody insists, oh, yeah, I, I was home from school that day. And it's like, no. No, you weren't. No, you,
0: weren't. <laughs> you didn't know about that until Hey Man, Nice Shot. Right. Up, just right. like the rest
1: of us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. But, but I, you know, I'm not going to argue with you about yeah, that. Sure. True. If you, sure. If that's how you remember it, great. Right. I'm an unreliable narrator, as I find <laughs> out on B Movie Babylon. Every episode, when I tell the story about something with the movies, I'm like, I, think this is how it happened but right it's basically a story so it doesn't matter you know <laughs> But like, like i like i did jim Cotta, and i got to this point where i was like fuck i remember seeing it in one of those video flyers but it doesn't make sense that it was in like 1983 because jim Katta didn't come out till 85 so obviously right. i'm misremembering that but then i'm like fuck it doesn't fucking matter you still saw it in a flyer somewhere so yeah. who cares uh, but but you're always fuck like this is the thing somebody is you just know when you do shit on youtube somebody is going to well actually you in the comments if you think
0: you're wrong on a fact don't worry somebody will let you. yeah
1: they'll they'll point it out and even if they're wrong they'll insist they're right (laughs) right right, like the event horizon video was fantastic for that because so many people like there's nothing quite as exciting as as spending a bunch of time making a video that really takes a deep dive into something and you try to cover all the facets of that story like hey it was in this mine and then they put it in there to preserve it and it got lost somewhere along the line and all this stuff and then some guy comes along and tells you the exact thing you said in the fucking video (laughs) he didn't watch it he just came in to fucking comment to well actually you and you're like dude I covered all this right in the fucking video if you'd watched it instead of rushing here to to be the
0: the conversation you prick yeah instead (laughs) of
1: trying to be reply guy just watch the fucking video seriously then, then tell me what I missed, or yeah, just know.
0: be just be thumbs up guy and just leave it alone,
1: right? So, yeah, god, all right, this is the worst career. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> what the fuck have I done?
0: Bye, <laughs> I know, so, but
1: kids all the time. You don't want to do this,
0: <laughs> yeah, please don't think it go be a go plumber, college, do something else. anything. Ah, oh, my god, all right, man, so uh. I, I mean, I think I, I've taken up a shit ton of your day. That's all right. I've done. Hey,
1: I could be <laughs> editing. Yeah, that's way better. better.
0: That's, that's you from <laughs> uh, all, all right, so, so uh, give everybody the uh, the essential information. What you want to give your oh, your YouTube sure. channel name, your your twitter handle if you want to yeah <laughs> uh
1: i am uh i am on youtube you can find me the channel is the horror geek the show is sick flicks i also have a new video podcast on the channel called b movie babylon where we uh take some deeper dives into non-horror films although there will be some horror films on there but uh yeah. you know like uh we've already done uh ninja 3 the domination and Jim Cotta. We've got Night of the Comet coming. Uh, Brian Bosworth's classic Stone Cold is yeah. coming. Highlander is coming, uh, and then we'll probably start to segue into some more really weird shit, uh, okay. just because I like to, you know, mix it up.
0: But yeah, but uh, I had
1: a guy complain. One of my regular viewers was like, "Oh, I hope you're not gonna do all this obvious B movie stuff." And I'm like, "Dude, it's, <laughs> it's in the fucking the, name, right?" Like, <laughs> like. I, why can't I just cover what I want to cover? It is your channel, still, <laughs> it's my right? show. Like, yeah, this <laughs> is my Christ. name on there. <laughs> no, but he was, he was fine. I was, but I, but I didn't give a little shit about it. But you, well, you got to give him a little shit, right? Sure. Uh, you can find me on X/slash Twitter, which is what it's actually called. Yeah, uh, I'm the horror geek over there. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm on, I have a horror geek Facebook group you can find. Um, where else am I? Uh, if you like, if you don't want to watch the podcast on YouTube, uh, you can get the video version or the audio versions on Apple, Spotify, and about every other fucking podcast yep. platform on the planet that I've never <laughs> heard of, but I somehow I'm <laughs> on now. Right. Uh, and Instagram, I'm geek apocalypse. Uh, you know, you get some powerlifting videos and a lot of weird behind the scenes, horror yeah, film it, pictures
0: shot of Cujo behind the scenes.
1: Or yeah. Actually, there's been a lot more of those lately because yeah, I, I don't know why I just got bored. Uh, I, I, fuck, I, I don't even know why I do Instagram because I don't like it but I just feel like can I make an Instagram grow probably not but let's try
0: yeah, Why not? because
1: right? <laughs> I need more shit to do so but yes so like, that's before where I we am.
0: before we close this thing out I do want to say to you man that this has been like an absolute kind of like bucket list episode for me oh. um when I started out doing this show uh I had my my co-host left the show he wasn't comfortable being recorded anymore and whatever Uh, so essentially like I was going to be solo and I knew that I wanted to do an interview show I figured it would be a good idea for me to kind of you know it would give me somebody else to talk to and shit like that and uh, I made a list of people that I wanted to have on the show and I broke it out by people that I was you know, pretty sure that I would be able to get to come on, friends and people that I knew from other podcasts and things like that. But I had a list of, uh, like, I used to call it the Wouldn't It Be Nice list. <laughs> and and the first name on the Wouldn't It Be Nice list was you. Oh, my because God. Because I had watched a shit ton of your videos, and I was like, this guy is really funny, and he's really smart about this stuff, and I think it would be really cool if I had him on the show. And uh, so I, I think I'm on, like, my... I'm I'm terrible with numbers. So I'm going to say like my seventh or eighth interview episode. It could be less, could be a little more. Uh, And and here you are on the show. And when you told me that you would be totally into coming on this show, I had no idea how to react to it. Uh, (laughs) This is like, like, I was like, I'll ask him and he'll be like, well, I don't know, man, you know, we'll, we'll see. Or I'm really busy. So maybe. And then you were like, yeah, I'd absolutely love to do that. And I had that moment of like, fuck. I didn't plan to him actually saying yes to it. <laughs> now I have to actually write the fucking show. Um but I, I but I wanna say thank you for coming on the show because this for me is like this is a huge deal oh. for me to have you on the show to talk to you. Like we've we've had like a rapport online, like we we, yeah. we talk back and forth and uh we get along really well. But to have you on the show to actually like have you here to talk to you, like this has kind of been uh Like kind of like sitting under the learning tree for me a little bit (laughs) about like learning about film and movies and like just getting to like you know just kind of riff back and forth with you and learn about like everything that you do in terms of like putting everything together like this has been this is like one of the coolest things i've done basically Well, I'm,
1: I'm so, incredibly flattered by that. And uh, I'm sorry it took so long to make it oh, happen.
0: Oh, whatever, dude, whatever. I, I like, am
1: the fucking worst at scheduling.
0: Yeah, me too. Like, I'm much I'm much too, uh, like, kind of lackadaisical about it. I'm like, oh, when do you want to do it? Like, I don't know, man, Whenever works for you. Yeah, that's like, me. I'm, I'm like, oh, God, this must be so frustrating for him to have, like, me constantly just being like, I don't know, man, whenever you want to do it. No, like, I, just, so, I sound like an absolute pothead. Like, no. I always joke that the well, reason my show is the way it is is because, like, uh, the my love of the halflings' leaf has has dulled my senses, basically. Yes. So uh, to finally have this done, like, when this morning when you were like, "Yo, you want to do it?" like in this afternoon, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Mentally, I I had only prepared for this evening. Uh, so, so I? Had was, like, I running, so yeah, I was like running <laughs> around the house, like, "All right, I got to do all this, and I got to do this, and like, I got to get ready." And like, I was like white knuckled right up until you were like, all right, I'm ready to go. And I was like, all right, here we go. And then this has been like uh, a very easy episode for me to do. Oh, like good. talking to you is like, it, it feels like uh natural, I guess. Like I could say that we could probably shoot the shit, not recorded, like oh, for sure. having a beer or something for sure. So,
1: uh, I, try, I try to make it easy whenever I come on these shows. Right, <laughs> I'm like, I always tell people, just just give me a couple things and just turn me loose. I'll fill the time.
0: <laughs> so, so that being said, thank you very much for coming on the show, dude. This has been this has been fantastic, and oh, I hope you had a good time. I did. Thank uh, you for having me. And and you are totally welcome to come back anytime you want. Fantastic. Uh, like the door is open. So, uh, everybody out there in listener land, please go check out all of Mike's stuff. He gave you all the information Uh, and I don't have too much else to say. So I guess until next time, that's going to do it for the stage is yours. Mike, thank you again, everybody else. Later y'all.